Welcome to Idea Factory Giveaway, the podcast about great ideas you'll never do that someone else can do instead. I'm John, and this is all my fault. I'm Besha, and I am like 20 to 30% culpable. That you know what I, that we'll call that accurate for now, and uh, yeah. I'll, I'll you know we'll we'll ask the accountants to provide us with a revised figure uh, <laughs> sometime in the future, maybe you know perhaps in Q Q two or Q three of yeah. uh, of twenty twenty, and we'll, we'll we'll revisit these numbers. <laughs> what's uh, what's new, Besha? <laughs> uh, well, John, I'm so glad you asked because the most exciting thing has happened, and that is that I have purchased a pegboard to hang all of my crafting supplies on. That is, that, I'm not going to lie, that is tremendously exciting. <laughs> it's actually really great! You can hang everything on it and it's modular so you can take stuff off and you can move it around and you can arrange it. Oh my god. If there was a way for me to make like an entire wall of my apartment pegboard, oh, I would do, that. do it. I've seen it on the internet. Ah, uh, I bet like, it's beautiful. Like whole like entryways where there's like a little seat and a bicycle rack and like hooks for hats and scarves and things. That's all pegboard. Just it's pretty into it. It's, I don't know if you can tell. I, I would be too. <laughs> I would be too. That's really good. It's sitting in my hallway on the ground right now so that I can just rearrange everything. Sure. And just keep sure. playing with it. Yeah. yeah, hooks and and I imagine some baskets that hang from the hooks. Oh and... yeah, some macrame Fuck. and shit. Hell yeah, I'm awesome. Sit, put some plants on there. <laughs> this is my life now. No, that's that's wonderful. <laughs> that's goddamn wonderful. I, uh, I went to a Halloween party this weekend at like nine fifty-five. I was like, "Can we leave yet? I'm tired." <laughs> so people are doing Halloween parties the weekend before. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. I do. I have one friend who's throwing a Halloween party. The fr- you know, like the because it's on Thursday, right? Um, and and they are throwing a Halloween party on Friday. It's ballsy. All the candy is cheaper. True. But everybody's already worn their costumes. But you know, I feel like whenever I've worn a costume, I always feel like not enough people have seen it. True. So I'm I'm always glad for another opportunity to make that happen. True. Do you suppose that our, our guest might have some opinions on this? Maybe. Should we perhaps bring him in? Besha, I'll let you do the honors. Oh, I, I mean, I guess the honors are just to say, hello, Ken, and welcome. Hello, thank you. <laughs> Ken, uh, what do you have to say about Halloween parties and costumes? You know, I think the Friday party is, uh, I think that's an inspired choice. There's less competition for the party. I do like to wear my costume a second time as well because, again, you put a lot of effort into it, trying to come up with a perfect costume, and it's nice to let uh, more people see it the next day. So I like the Friday party in this case. All right. A sound, sound opinion. <laughs> Thank you. I respect uh, it. Ken, uh, as do I. how would you uh, describe yourself if you were going to describe yourself? Oh, man, this is not one of my specialties, but um, by day, I do some computer stuff for a healthcare nonprofit that helps give uh, electronic medical records to low-income people around the country. Hell yeah, we um, do. Yeah, I work with Besha. Um, 
And then uh, by night, I'm still trying to figure that part out. Um, I feel like more and more in life, everybody I know is a radio DJ or a professional bodybuilder or has a podcast. And I'm just like, what's my thing? <laughs> so I'm still working on that. I hope to have a, a better answer soon. But yeah, excited to be here. Well, yes, you, you can start by being a guest on the podcast. There you go. No, this is a dream come true. Do, do, do. I am so excited to get into this. Um, so we should let our listeners know what's up. And what is up is that for the past dozen years, I've been writing down every idea I've ever had without editing and throwing them all into a big pile. Now our guests get to dig through the pile and look for anything good, crazy, or some combination thereof. If you hear one that sounds good to you and you want to run with it, do it. I just want credit. And I want to cut. Here's the thing, though about yes. this episode, and perhaps the next episode we will do with Ken, which is that Ken, I mean, you, you have started to keep an idea file. Yes. Um, so once upon a time, I don't know where this was, Besha, but Besha and I were on some work trip. Yeah, it was back in January, because John and I, I were recording live, because we were in the Bay Area. She told me she had a podcast, and I was like, what? Tell me about it. And so I started listening. I think the first one... I heard was something like violence for violence is the rule of beasts. It was dream Obama. <laughs> yes. and, and so obviously I was hooked from the oh start. I was like, where has this been all my life? Um, and so uh, after that, and I've just been uh, starting my own journal because of this podcast. I think I, I'm not, a, not nearly as prolific as you. I think I'm at like 50 ideas or so and roughly nine or 10 months. I'll be honest with you. First of all, A, that is the ideal outcome of this, of this podcast is to, uh, is to like inspire people to keep, start keeping their own ideas. And you would actually be surprised. We, there was a, an episode that somebody else I know also has an idea file that he's kept for a number of years. And between the two of us, we, it gave us a couple of data points to finally kind of try to figure out the average number of ideas a person has per year, and it seems to be roughly around 70. So I think you're right you're on, on track, track, guy. Yeah. Right. Doing well, then. Yeah, yeah, good what about what breaks my heart is thinking about all the ideas I've had that aren't in a journal now that I've forgotten because, you know, I was 22 or whatever, and <laughs> it just kills me. But never again. We got them all now. So, yes. So, for this episode, uh, we're going to be trading ideas. So, I've had a look at Ken's amazing idea file. He's had a look at mine. And um, we're each. I think we're going to do about three of each of ours per episode. And we'll kind of, like, trade back and forth. And I, yes, I, <laughs> I can't wait. Ken, I, I will note that you are well ahead of me and that you have taken copious notes uh, on your ideas, which is far better than past me did for... Is there anything in the notes field? <laughs> Ken's... Yeah, I, I, so yeah. I, I, I went ahead and I, I looked... I, I've, I've tagged six ideas in Ken's file, and all of them have something in the notes field. Well, I started this after you, and, and yeah, just like Besha was saying, I've been, <laughs> I've been hearing this podcast, and it's just like this amazing sounding idea that's so intriguing you're like oh no is there something in the notes like what do i have here to work with and so i tried to get ahead of the game because it's like sometimes like i used to keep a dream journal and i'd like wake up in the middle of the night and it'd be I'd, like or i'd write something like oh me and john and besha go to the store but they're out of elephants and i thought it was like some great amazing dream and i wake up in the morning i'm just like what is that was awful like it's not awful but yeah i have no idea what's going on so like you got to keep the notes for the for future, because 10 years from now, when they're making this into a book or something, you know, it'll be like, what? what is this? It's so true. 
<laughs> it's so true. Um, Ken, would you? Would you? Who goes first? Now is the question. You or me? I, I think we should give the people what they came for, and that would be you. So I, I should start with <laughs> one of your ideas. I think that sounds good to me. Let's and do I, it. And I have the one to start with. Uh, this would be a a product, and it is called Nerd Fortune Cookies. Okay. Okay. All right. I. I'm pretty sure I know what this one is, which is it's it's fortune cookies that specifically give you fortunes that are like that are like maybe from a particular fandom where like you know um like imagine a bag of fortune cookies that all had fortunes in them that were somehow Star Trek related or comic books like you know DC or Marvel or or whatever or TV shows uh, fortunes for people who are into supernatural right like <laughs> I feel like that's a it's it's a it's a market segment that the fortune cookie industry is neglecting. I love it. Uh, so how, how how nerd are we going on this though? Do we want to have like generic ones? Are we going Ooh. full nerd? Are we? Ooh, oh, that's a damn good. Okay, I mean, like, wait, I was... the force be with you. That'd be great, right? But... Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay. Ooh, hmm. Because I was thinking about like you know just like fortune cookies that like like bags or or, or, or packages of them that were specifically for a specific fandom because I imagined you but, would hand these out at parties right but you can do the the Halloween mini Mars bar situation where you've got you know your may the force be with you and you've got live long and prosper in the same bag depends <laughs> on the it depends on you know the venue that you're gonna be handing them out in yeah, yeah. Retreating I mean, uh, is really on my brain right now, obviously. <laughs> fair, honestly. <laughs> I yeah, I I had imagined that they would that they would be um specific, but I also like the grab bag. Yeah, you know what? I mean, it's the kind of thing where exactly as we find in, in stores right now during Halloween, you go and there's like, you know, there's the bag that's got the five different kinds of candy. Exactly. Um tiny yeah. little Snickers. Yeah. Here's the the question, though. What are the five dominant... Do we know what the five dominant fandoms that exist in this country are currently? I would... Star Wars is probably up there. It's got to be. Star Trek. Yeah. I would hope Star Trek is up there. Uh, I don't mm. know. The, the Marvel... I mean, I guess specifically yeah, Marvel. movies. Books. Something um, books. I mean, I don't know what the other two would be. DC. I guess. I mean, and, and just but just by numbers. Um, I don't know. Doctor Who, probably not. Doctor Who's good. Battlestar Galactica, louder. My Little Pony. <laughs> I don't. I really don't know. I wish somebody. Th- this data has to be somewhere, and I don't know where to find it. Oh, Game of Thrones, and uh, what do you call it? Lord of the Rings. Just by oh, yeah, Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Just, mm-hmm. just. By so, comic numbers. books, Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, Star Trek, and what was that fifth one? It was another show. Going Game of Thrones. Yeah. I think that's good. So you can get the grab bag of all five. I, I think I think that it would be fairly easy to to write interesting fortunes yeah. that somebody from that fandom or that fictional universe would find appropriate. Like, yeah. I want I want to see it. I uh, haven't written any myself, but I, I feel like it's possible. <laughs> we could start. No, aren't like ninety five percent of them written by like this one woman who lives in San Francisco or something like that? At least the ones you find in restaurants. I've heard this, but I I don't know. And the shameful truth is that I've never been to the the place that you oh, go to watch them make them. You yeah. should be shamed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I think that we are ready to go toe to toe with Big Fortune Cookie and put these into the market tonight. But we need somebody to write them, apparently. 
We will start immediately after this recording. Perfect. Can I be in charge of just picking out the lucky numbers? <gasps> Definitely. Okay. All right. It is. It's my turn. My turn now. And I know I'm just going to go in what I believe to be chronological order. Ken, I would love you to tell me all about the International Bureau of Hot Dogs. Okay, so that was, uh, I think that might have actually been the very first one I put on here. And this was actually, I did give you credit in the notes for this one. This was stolen from Idea Factory Giveaway in a way. You had something (laughs) called the International Bureau of Tacos, which I thought was pretty amazing. Because again, it's just like, what food wouldn't taste good on a taco? And so I had two great ways to expand this. We had hot dogs and we had pizza. And I'm very sure that any food would be amazing in both of those mediums. You're not wrong. Tikka masala pizza, kimchi hot dogs. Hmm. I feel like hot dogs are a little more limited, though. No. That, I mean, that, that was, that was the, main, the main question that I had, which was... So the, the genesis for... I mean, my, my primary international bureau of restaurant was actually <laughs> dumplings, because as, as they currently exist, every major like, – I feel like every culture on, on earth has some form of dumpling, right? Samosas, ravioli, gyoza, mandu. But I, I wasn't sure if the same thing exists for hot dogs. But I thought maybe Ken knows something that I don't. I don't know something that you don't. I just feel like whenever I am – Checking out the food scene, as they say, it's always like you take country X and put it in a method from country Y, and it goes together. And I've never had anything on a pizza like that I don't think would be good. And this is hot dogs that you're talking about here, but I think both of them go together. For me, you could put you know, Moroccan hot dogs, um, throw a little like falafel or something on there, I think it'd be great. Ooh. Actually, that was my okay. So here's my primary question then: uh, What constitutes a, a, a baseline hot dog? Is it always the the long bun and a, a sort of sausage, you know, meat in there? For me, I don't think it has to be a sausage in there. But yeah, some sort of like meat or filling in there. I feel like you could have like a veggie one if you really wanted to. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, so it's like the, the, that long bun filled with goodness. A, a, a tubular falafel. A tubular <laughs> falafel, for example. Exactly. I was just envisioning the pita, a pita being the wrap. Yeah. Oh. We can make the International I, Bureau of Pitas next. I think at that point it is pita, yeah. <laughs> have a chains. I, 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 I like it. No, I, think it's, I think it's good. And, I mean, what culture? I don't think that there's a single culture on Earth that you wouldn't be able to adapt something to. And I, yeah, no, it's just great. Where... Do you envision it would it be a restaurant or a food truck, or does it matter? I don't. I mean, in the end, it doesn't matter as long as me and Besha get a cut. But yeah. um, <laughs> it, it seems like a truck to me, and I'm not sure. Like the, the thing I was wondering, and I think you probably wondered this with tacos too. I don't know if like Monday is China and Tuesdays Germany and Wednesdays India or whatever you want to do, mm-hmm. or if it's just they have like you know ten menu items from ten different countries at all times. I I think the latter. Uh, you know, you you got to give your customers choice. <laughs> That, in my opinion. No, no, I think that works. Whoever whoever puts this into biz. <laughs> Excellent. Let's yes. make the decision, let's, but... Tr- try both models and then let us know which one works better. There you go. <laughs> so I may have mentioned this on the podcast, but there I know of friends of friends in Portland who are working their way through the cuisine of all of the countries in the UN. And they do a dinner. And I think it used to be every few weeks, but then they had a baby, so it's less often. And, you know, there's like a suggested donation for the food. And I'm just trying to envision that only just hot dogs. (laughs) (laughs) 
And it's, what did we, what are we putting on the hot dog this week? And I keep coming back to Russian hot dogs being borscht. <laughs> and this is why I'm not the ideas guy. <laughs> There's got to be a form of borscht that would work. If it's sufficiently thick, I'm sure. Yeah, but. <laughs> well, look, you can put chili on hot dogs. Yeah, and that's that's kind of where I started, but I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> You know, these are implementation details best left to whoever decides to pick up the idea and run with it. Yeah. Outstanding. Ken, All right. what is what is the next idea you found in my pile? Yes. So this one is fitting. I actually read today that today is the Internet's 50th birthday, which seems kind of crazy to me. Wow. So, um, that is a to, boomer. I know. So to, so that we have a question from your idea factory, and that is averaging the entire Internet into one AI what would that look like? Oh, my God. <laughs> what is the average of two to seven naked people, cat videos, racist oh. grandparents, and Wikipedia rabbit holes? That's what I want to know. <laughs> right? Like, how... Like, uh, there has to be an answer to this question that if I were an omniscient being, I would know. What percentage of the internet is racism? Right? And, like... <laughs> Well, didn't like Microsoft, they had, I think it was Microsoft, they had some AI and it was just like trying to go through and it turned racist in like yep. an hour and a half yeah. or something like that. Uh, it was a, it was a Twitter bot. Twitter and bot. I think it was because it, it, it responded to, it either was reading Twitter or I think it was maybe just receiving reply. I don't remember how it worked, but yes, you are right. It did turn racist very quickly. Cause that's the internet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but if you, I mean, like, what what is what is the gestalt being? It, you know, like if you if you boil it down to sort of like a humanoid form, like what does it even look like? Like what what's its average skin tone? Does it have talons? Is it oh god? Is it other kin? Is it fucking? Is it scaly? <laughs> I I just I just want to know. I want to know what that looks like, oh and we will never be able to figure it out. White fragility and nationalism covered in cat memes. Alex's <laughs> <laughs> cat memes. Just, I read that, I reread, I, you, you sent out in your newsletter today the, um, the, the last 10 years on the internet have melted our brains. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. have, have melted our perception of time. And I could not agree with it more. And just increasingly as I think about the internet at all. That's my reaction is, oh, God. Right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. Yes. Yes. All right. My turn. Ken, tell me about the Shadow Congress. All right. So this is my plan to save the world. So basically, there's two things that I know are, like, absolutely true about government. The first one is that the people should be be able to elect whomever they want to represent them. And the second one is that it's just unbelievably insane to me that our lawmakers don't even sort of match the population that they serve. <laughs> I think this is the most diverse Congress in history, and it's like, what, 20% female? And I think Senate's like 90% white or something like that. Like, it's still just like not even sort of close to what the U.S. looks like. And so my proposal... People elect whoever they want, and then the parties actually choose an additional 538 members to bring us to 1,076 total Congress people. But there's a catch: the people that the parties are selecting have to be done 
so that they generally match the U.S. demographics. So 50-50 male-female, you know, 10% black or 15% Hispanic or whatever those numbers are, basically try and match the way that the U.S. looks. Because, yeah, it's a little bit crazy that it's the way it is. And I don't know what to do, like, you know, as far as, like, there's too many lawyers in there. I know that. (laughs) I don't know how you represent LGBT people because there's not great data on that. Um, We know that it, you know, it should be more. But how much more? I don't know yet. You know, there's not great religious data sometimes because I think a lot of people in politics are kind of afraid to say that they're not religious or whatever. But in any case, I know we could do a way better job of representing the people. And I know we're not going to do it voting on our own. So the parties can nominate them. And I think because the Republicans would be forced to diversify, right? Like, even for them, it'd be a bad look if they're like 90% of their people <laughs> at the end were male and white or whatever. Like, I don't know. Like, have, you, have you seen some of the photos of like, this year's crop of freshman congressmen? <laughs> <laughs> they all look the same. Yeah, weird, that. I I love this. I I love. I mean, you've you've heard, listened to this podcast. You know, I love a, zany, a good zany scheme. This is <laughs> this is fantastic. I would go one further. I would say that I I think that the members of the Shadow Congress need not be selected by political parties. But I think I would make a, an AI do it. Like have it just comb through all of the data that it can, and and just like just pluck people out of its out of the mass of the U.S. Be like, no, you're you're in the Shadow Congress now, and it just. <laughs> You know, I mean, here's here's the question though. Like, so when when regular Congress passes a bill, uh, you know, does it, like it doesn't actually go to? Oh no, my my thought is Congress is just one thousand seventy six people. It's just twice as big as it used to be. Oh. So they vote the exact same way. Because it's like you know, if I were elected benevolent dictator for life, I might be like, you know, I would love to help the women of the U.S. But then I'd look in the mirror and I'd be like, who the fuck am I to help women? Like, maybe I should ask the women how to help the women, and we would have enough people to do that with the Shadow Congress. Um, so instead of a bunch of old white dudes making laws for them, we'd have women to put some more input in there and things like that. So that's the the theory is that the Congress is just that big, and rather than being you know ninety percent white or whatever the heck it is right now it would actually represent the diversity. And theoretically, the laws are being made by people who reflect the people of the country. I fucking dig it. I yeah, support I think, this. Yes. <laughs> Although now... I, it's great. I'm trying to remember, there was a story that came out in during during the 2016 election about how there was this inexplicable polling among... African Americans in favor of Trump. And it turned out that it was just one polling company's panel that they'd put together where they were like, okay, and we need <laughs> statistically, we need one black guy and we need one, this, this, and this. And that just happened to be like the one black guy who was like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe Trump isn't so bad for me. I guess I'd vote for him. <laughs> and it skewed nationwide polling trends because they were doing this representative kind of thing where they were like, okay, X percent this. I guess what I'm saying is we got to be real careful about who those are. If 90% of black people are like, oh, no, I am not going to vote for that guy, maybe we should go with the the representative sample. Maybe – you know what? Maybe you have an AI make the selections, but then you have those selections vetted by three statisticians. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) However it gets done, I want to see it. I I – I, it's great. This is great, and it should be. It should happen immediately. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, what is the th- next item on my list? 
Well, now that we are talking about politics, I have one that will both make me laugh and cry a little bit. Um, <laughs> I think my favorite part about this one, it's in the category of art, but the idea is a game show called Trump Truths. Oh, God. <laughs> I can see where this is going. Uh, I know there's got to be something in the notes. Built for that. There is definitely something in the notes. I wasn't sure if you had it all. Um, so the notes say... And the game show is you ask Trump a question and the contestants bet on how long before he tells a lie. Oh, yeah. Like, here's the question is, do they, do they, are they placing their bets by, by utterance or by, like, raw time index? <laughs> I'm glad like... you asked. The notes actually say and wager on how many utterances before <gasps> a lie happens. <laughs> this is why you take notes, people. Yes. <laughs> Incredible. So where so so when you say utterance, I mean he can go on for a while. Yeah, I think is an utterance maybe, a sentence or is it a word or? Who, that, see, I think that's my problem is that it's because he doesn't speak in sentences. Yeah, uh, that's, that's, this would be really actually kind of hard to parse. <laughs> I, I was thinking I, like I, seconds or something like that, maybe yeah, just to do it. Yeah, yeah, I think you might you might have to have to do it by just in terms of raw seconds, like you know. It, I mean, I think that it would vary depending on the on the the nature of the question asked. But I, you know, like I would bet you that there are times where Trump goes as long as ten seconds without saying a lot. <laughs> Outrageous. I mean, we don't. That, that's that's actually something I would love to find out. Because I mean, th- like there are news outlets obviously that keep track of how many lies he's mm-hmm. told. But like, how long? Before a lie comes out of his big stupid mouth, is a question that I am not sure we have asked Plumbed. yet. And yeah. yeah, we, you know, I I, I want to see a panel of 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 game show contestants place wagers and watch them all be shocked at how much lower it is than they think. Yes. <laughs> yes. No, I like. I'd watch. <laughs> yeah, I, that's the question. Also, that's another one. Another question: How how many episodes do you think you'd be able to watch before it became unbearable? I'd be able to watch like the the fifteen second preview on Instagram. <laughs> Fair. Oh Fair. God. <laughs> okay, here we go. I have a question for you, Ken. Right. It's about an app. Specifically, the Things to Do app. Yes. Um, so the origin of this one, I was in Bellingham, Washington, which is a relatively small town. It's 70,000 people. I was just picking up some raspberries from the store or something like that. And I found the Whole Foods there had trivia. And I was just like, this is not listed anywhere. And so I was just like, how many things are going on in this little 70,000 person city that I have no idea of that are everywhere? And so the app idea would just be, in theory, anybody who's doing something cool, and it might be like an open mic night, it could be uh, a trivia night, it could be like a board game thing somewhere, maybe some bar has like an axe throwing night or something like that. (laughs) You put them all into an app and then you can just find out what to do because there's just, you know, the thing that gets me sometimes is just the thought that like people are just like staying at home watching Netflix when there's just like awesome stuff going on all around them. And so, in theory, the app would be anybody who's going through town and says, oh, hey, you know, here's a free night at the yoga studio or whatever. They all put them in there, and then everybody is able to get outside and have fun. I like it. 
I, I mean, because I feel like there there have been attempts made to do something like this, right? Like, I don't know if Squid List is still a thing. I know that, like, because um, mm-hmm. I have tried to, I've sort of like tried to investigate this as far as like trying to promote Instant Band Night. Like, there there isn't really like a central index per geographic region that just lists all of the things, you know? And, and, and especially... Yeah, go ahead. No, well, especially because I, I would imagine that this is something that you could maybe filter, right? Like, you on, on, mm-hmm. on your app, or sort of like, yeah. I only want to know about trivia nights, or things that involve music, or, you know, or clay, or painting, or books, or whatever, right? But, yeah, I, I, I think that maybe the reason why we haven't seen it is because th- th- I think that there might be, like, local, you know, the papers or whatnot that are trying to make a buck off of it, sort of as far as like maybe trying some kind of classified style listing. Yeah. That that's the only thing that I can imagine because otherwise, like yeah, this would be supremely useful. I mean, you could still find that if you find like the local alt weekly, but they don't have everything. They have their you know top picks for things to do this weekend. Maybe if you're lucky, they'll have the Whole Foods trivia. Yeah, I think I mean, it's really just because no, nobody thinks it's monetizable. I mean, especially if you're not limited by print space, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can just just pile in. Fucking just give me all yeah. the events. Give me all the events, right? Just to have the giant funnel, and you know, the, then let the let the users decide what they want to see. Like fuck, yeah. yeah, it's great. This is a great <laughs> idea. Let's do it. <laughs> do do do. It is now time for one of us to give a terrible recommendation or showcase an idea from our guests. Now, we've already showcased three ideas, but these are ones that I've chosen. Ken, is there anything in your idea file that you want to talk about? You know, there was one, it seems kind of crazy, and I was kind of hoping we would talk about it a little bit. It didn't make the cut, it looks like. I'm looking at the file here. Um, This is kind of crazy. So the general thought is that at some age, and I don't know what the age is, I originally put 23. I think the more I think about it, 27 or something like that makes sense. Every person in the U.S. gets a $100,000 one-time government payout to do whatever they want. They can pay off student loans. They can go do coke in a helicopter somewhere. <laughs> they can go back to school. It's whatever they want to do. Everybody gets this one $100,000 go Grant. do what you want when you're 27. And then, like, I, I know that's a lot of money, but, you know, I figure so many people in this country grow up so advantaged and so many other people don't so the people who are advantaged have already been given well over a hundred thousand dollars so who cares about them but like the poor people like this is your chance like it just gives everybody like this shot to make it i think or do coke in a helicopter who knows but <laughs> that's their choice i love it yeah I, I i should mention to the listeners that it was it was an honest it took effort to to like limit myself to the six selections from ken's idea file mm-hmm. Because, like, I mean, we can we definitely need to have you back for like multiple episodes. <laughs> oh, <thank you. laughs> uh, like, I, I, I think I've said this before, but uh, it, with other, because this has been a thing recently. Like, we've discovered people who have, you know, been keeping track of their ideas, and it, it really is. It is a lot of fun to go looking in someone else's like pile Brain. of, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I love. I feel so bad that I was so late to get on it because I'm going through yours and there's all these great ideas that just are making me crack up as I'm going through this. Like, oh. If I had only been here at episode eighty, it's fun. We absolutely reuse ideas. Yeah, 
Yes, feel free. Well, yeah, we'll, though, we'll, we'll, we'll have you back yeah. for sure. But hell yeah, awesome. <laughs> but okay, wait, so going back to your idea, though, um, yeah. I, I agree with you. I think that 27 is a better age than 23. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's kind of thing, like, you know, college kids or whatever, like, yeah. So 27 will be the new updated, updated age for it. But I, you know, I actually think there's a lot of merit to it. It's a little crazy, but why not? I, I, yeah. I see literally no downside. Yep. <laughs> well, but then again, I wouldn't. A lot of helicopter crashes, turns <laughs> out. <laughs> how All much, that coke. How much does a helicopter, like if you wanted to buy, straight up just buy a helicopter? I think you're talking a few million to start really? with. I think they call, I mean, I, mean I, I refuse to do the research. I'm just going to. Well, know, I happen uh, to have uh, eBay open in a browser window. Let's see. <laughs> it's going wow. on eBay. In other vehicles and trailers, I, I'm, I'm thinking of like just a, a you know a helicopter, like nothing nothing crazy. You know, I don't need I don't need an attack chopper. <laughs> I need like just one of those ones that you know like the Honda uh, Civic of helicopters. Yeah, exactly, like a traffic copter style kind of thing. You know. Let's see. This is the only time I've ever found it useful to sort by highest price. Nope, nope. eBay is not being helpful here. But yeah, I, I agree that a helicopter would be handy to have. Oh, see, see, there's a gas turbine engine for $135,000. That's just the engine. You need a lot more than an engine for a helicopter. Shit. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> How much does a helicopter cost? That's the first question. Oh, okay. Actually, prices for used helicopters rarely start below 60000 for personal craft. See? I mean, that, that's, that's well within reach. That's you used, could buy but, a helicopter yeah. if you wanted to. Oh, okay. But that, that only leaves you, you know, like somewhere between 40000 and nothing for, uh, for coke. any Coke that you'd want to do. So <laughs> that's, yeah. You know, you know, I mean, you coordinate with other friends of yours who are about to turn 27, and mm-hmm. maybe you just kind of figure it out amongst yourselves. You and 10 friends go in on a helicopter? That's a lot of Coke. <laughs> yeah, even it. Oh, it's apparently um, starts at about three hundred dollars an hour to run it, including okay. factors like fuel, maintenance, and repair. But that's still like, I mean, that cuts into your Coke budget. <laughs> it's true, but it won't break it. <laughs> that, that this is important information. <laughs> Should we tell everybody where we can be found on the internet? You can find me hiding in a hole. Somewhere. <laughs> Uh, for me, this is pretty easy. I'm on Twitter and Instagram, and I've got a newsletter you really don't want to miss. You can find links to all that stuff at flavor.country. Go there now. You can find me on Twitter as Besha. You can also find me reading John's newsletter every Tuesday. I am not on social media, but I do like John's newsletter as well, so definitely re- subscribe. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you both. <laughs> That's so nice to hear. There's got to be some way for, like, like I love this newsletter. There's got to be some way for everybody in the world to get John's, like, articles more easily. Like, there's got to be some app. Like, if he reads something interesting, it just, like, pops up on my phone. Like, yeah. John liked this article. You might, too. I feel like that's got to be a thing. Ooh. Yeah, I don't know. I can go that, another idea. <laughs> the John Likes It app. The John Likes It app. Yeah. I'd download it. I'd even yeah. pay, like... 99 cents on the app store for it. It's it, maybe it's a browser extension that like <laughs> that just oh that like every time I open it a, a tab and I would have to there would have to be some way for me to indicate oh I like this one. Like, you know, like a, a tab just spontaneously opens in your browser. <laughs> it's like John just liked this. 
don't know. That might be nuts. If you haven't already, go ahead and give this show a five-star rating in whatever podcatcher thing you're using to listen to it. And if you feel like being extra amazing, leave us a nice review. It'd help us out a lot. If you've done that already, tell a friend about us the next time someone asks you what you've been listening to. Thank you for listening. And remember, if you've heard an idea you like, go ahead and do it. I just want credit. And I want a cut. Do-do, 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 do-do.